0: Welcome to another episode of Silence Your Phones movie review podcast on the network, found exclusively on BICBP-radio.com. I am one of your co-hosts, Chris Chavez, joined by our other co-host, Sean Fritz. Sean, what's up, my friend? Sorry, I'm dying over here. I'm waiting for my shot. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Dude, what is happening for real with this coronavirus? Like the last I saw, I think we're topping over 50 or 60,000 something people right now have had it. And we're starting to double digit or creep into the uh, lower like 50s of how many people have died.
1: I don't even want to Google it. I don't (laughs) even want to type it into my Google machine so that the keystrokes have been entered. Or the the beginning of the keystrokes have been entered onto my machine. I I don't I don't want to know. Everything I I learn is from. It, it Well, I mean Abe Lincoln said that everything on the internet is real. Yeah, obviously. But, uh, but or I'm sorry. He said don't believe everything on the internet. But I I just I don't want to look on the internet to to see what is and isn't real. I mean I'll believe Matt Damon and especially if you know it's at the behest of
0: the Goop.com founder. Uh, yes exactly exactly <laughs> bro let me tell you something when i type in coronavirus into google the first thing that shows up it says c-o-i oh, i'm sorry c-o-v-i-d-19 that's the strain apparently of what this virus is uh but underneath that it says s-o-s alert what the hell is that supposed to mean uh sauce that's not good this is not good. Uh and then the headlines are things along the lines of Taiwan reports first death, US ship passenger tests positive. Uh 3 hours ago on cnbc.com, Americans begin evacuating quarantined cruise ship in Japan. Um the next few links are all from the World Health Organization. Uh it's it's kind of scary, man. It it's definitely kind of scary. Um I don't think it's anything to really worry about in, in, in so much as what we've seen in the past regards with uh to like swine flu and things like that. Not yet. But it's it looks like it's good it's, it's we're creeping towards that, you know, epidemic spa- stage where things are starting to spread faster than we can count. And this is all what's reported.
1: Well, is it spreading faster or is it just that there is information that's crossing like two ships in the night and and we're just not getting a, t- a, a legitimate timeline because it's happening to different people and they're reporting it at different times, be it in real time or delayed uh, True. or true. it's happening at the off period of the news cycle. So it gets more attention than, than stuff that happens during the traditional business day.
0: Or is, stu- is news being suppressed? Think about that as well. You know, we, uh, the movie we watched, it, it makes you think about all these different aspects of what goes into when something like this happens. So uh, you want to just get right into it? Tell the good people at home what it is we watched? Today we watched Contagion, the 2011
1: Contagion. Um, basically, shit gets real. Yes, it does.
0: Here's the trailer. It was a groundbreaking ceremony for a new factory.
1: Did she mention seeing anyone who was sick? Anyone on a plane? At the airport?
0: No. She said she was jet lagged. The average person touches their face three to five times every waking minute. In between, we're touching doorknobs, water fountains, and each other. Beth! Mom! Huh? No, no, uh, go up to your room, honey. So we have a virus with no treatment protocol. And no vaccine at this time. You had a seizure this morning, Beth. Did she had, had a before? history of seizures, allergies. No, 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 no. As of last night, there were thirty-two cases. Unfortunately, she did die. Right. Can I go talk to her, Mr. Amos? Um, your wife is dead. What are you talking about? Okay. What happened to her? What happened to her? Is there any way someone could weaponize the bird flu is how we're looking at. Someone doesn't have to weaponize the bird flu. The birds are doing that.
1: Watch this. It's transmission, so we just need to know which direction.
0: On day one, there were two people, and then four, and then 16. In three months, it's a billion. That's where we're headed. They're calling out the National Guard. They're moving the president underground. People will panic. Get away! It will tip over. The truth is being kept from the world. Cook your samples, destroy everything.
1: Hello. I need you to get me the names of everyone who service this room. It's an emergency.
0: You can't panic now. I know. I'm going to get you home. I got people too, Dr. Cheever. We all do. Don't talk to anyone. Don't touch anyone. Stay away from other people. You're in your car.
1: We're not sick. It's figuring us out faster than
0: we're figuring it out. It's mutated. So, Contagion is a 2011 American medical thriller film directed by Steven Soderbergh. Its ensemble cast includes Marion, uh, how do you say this name? Cotillard? Mal- M- Marion Cotillard? Sure. Uh, I think it's Uh, Cotterier because she's French. There you go. Matt Damon, Lawrence Fishburne, Jude Law, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Winslet, and Jennifer Ely. Hey, you're forgetting Dimitri Martin without title cards. We're getting in on that, dude. We're going to get to that. Uh Uh, The plot concerns the spread of a virus transmitted by fomites, attempts by medical researchers and public health officials to identify and contain the disease, the loss of social order in a pandemic, and finally the introduction of a vaccine to halt its spread. So, dude, this film first and foremost is ridiculously intense. Oh um, yeah! And especially in the climate we're in, when we were talking about coronavirus, as I'm wa- rewatching this, that's literally what's in my head the entire time. And I, and and now that we know what this film was, if if this was your second time watching it. You're watching all these moments all every single time somebody touches somebody else's hand, any handshake, any time they touch any surface. It's crazy. How many after they said the fact
1: in the in the movie where where the average person touched touched their hand to their face, what, three to five times a minute, or per two minute, to three thousand yeah, times yeah. a day, how quickly did you either remove your hand from your face <laughs> or realize that you were or you were hyper focused on how many times you were touching your face?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Even now, as I as I wipe the eye booger from the corner of my eyes, I'm thinking to myself, "Damn, I don't think I washed my hands just two minutes ago."
1: Well, and and when you were talking right before, I said that my hand was on my like over my uh, my upper lip, just waiting to waiting to speak, like people do now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, social it- commentary on a social commentary film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, was this your second, third time, first time? How how many times have you seen this? Uh, I had never actually
1: known this film existed until we we mentioned it last episode and and E and I were were here doing some other stuff and I was like, I gotta watch this for today So I got I rented it on Amazon. that's how we watched oh. it. If you have Cinemax through your cable you can rent you can stream it or watch it for for freebie. yeah you're paying for it on the back end uh, conspiracy but um, but uh yeah, it was uh, like two dollars on Amazon so I was like, well why not it makes sense. Um, but I had never heard about this film until you had brought it up, and quite honestly, the cast of characters is like holy hell. This like, movie
0: stacked when it comes didn't even to the mention, cast.
1: You didn't even mention that Bryan Cranston plays a small role, Dude. and it is a he, when he's on screen, it's like step back. Bryan Cranston's here,
0: legit. The like this is a re- a real like the cast is for real s- amazing in this film, and and like I said, stacked. Let's get right into it. Acting and actors. How, again, I don't, I don't. Cotillard, Cotillare, Marion Cotillard. 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 Um, she, she was pretty yeah. good. She wasn't in it much until a little bit more later in the film. I didn't know who she was, but
1: we would uh, we played the game of who does she look like. Yeah. And we came up with uh, Emma Stone meets uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead from <laughs> you <go>. Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yep, you got it. Nice, um, Matt Damon. I mean, it's Matt Damon, but a very high caliber Matt Damon. Very put upon, very emotionally involved, very uh, a little bit more rugged and husky than a normal Matt Damon.
0: Yeah, I think it was meant to give him that kind of stepdad look. That's what he was playing was the stepfather and the the husband of the main one of the uh, characters who's affected immediately, Gwyneth Paltrow. Like this, Mm -hmm. uh, this whole cast has got such star power; it's ridiculous. Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, you know, goes you know how many decades now of just high quality films um her personal life personal views may be a little questionable but it you know her acting not at all when she when, when she was like having seizures tell me that was not just horrific to watch oh i had to make a joke about it i was like oh <laughs> someone swallowed an alka-seltzer <laughs> You have to because if you don't then it really is uncomfortable it seems mm-hmm. so real it's ridiculous man well, um, and her whole her whole
1: uh, film existence if you will is set is flashbacks none yes. of it is in, is in
0: current current time As- aside from the opening yeah the rest of it's all in flashbacks yeah you're right yeah um dude Lawrence Fishburne dude i mean just commands the screen He's awesome. He always from from all the way back in boys in the hood days, you know, for me, Lawrence has always had that kind of command when he's, when he's on the screen, he's a really, really, really good actor, super intense. Um, and he's got that kind of like when he's talking, it's like there's, he's, he's, he's telling the truth. Like no matter what, you're going to listen to this guy. Yeah. When he's talking, you listen,
1: he's, 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 he's. No, I'm not gonna say he's he's America's dad because that guy's. <laughs> uh, you better
0: not say that. Put the yeah, jello in um, the pudding pop.
1: He's um, for the for most of the film, he is the obvious moral compass of, or yeah. uh, the business moral compass of how we have to do this and how we have to do this for not just personal gain but for the sake of
0: humanity. Right. He's a, he's one of the physicians that works at the CDC who uh, ends up sending the character of Kate uh, that Kate Winslet plays out into the field to find out what's going on with this outbreak. Uh, again, Kate Winslet, I mean I, we're talking about Oscar power on this mm-hmm. in this film. Um first movie comes to mind always is Titanic with Winslet but she's been in so many good films uh you know big box office films and even indie films where she puts out powerful performances and this again is 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 no different you know it's really not especially when she ends up contracting and getting sick man mm-hmm. what powerful performance and by the way
1: Would you want a job where you have to go into a no, basically a a biological war zone?
0: I was thinking that and when the French lady was going as well, when these two were walking into these places and just interviewing and talking to them and they're just walking through airports knowing what's in the world, knowing what's in the air without masks and I'm just thinking, what? Like really? Like I could not do this. I could not have that knowledge. I could, it would, yeah, I wouldn't be able to deal with it.
1: Be walking around like Jude Law with a uh, like a
0: puffy makeshift um, hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Jude Law, dude, again, another amazing actor, and mm-hmm. so so much so that what's with the uh, he had that little like the the t- uh, dental kind of prosthetic. I was that too to give him the the buck tooth kind of weird look, and it well, works. And it's, it, it's, it's turned
1: perfect. and it's also kind of it's a snaggle tooth, and he's got that gap between his front teeth. <laughs>
0: It's, it was great dude it looked it was he I loved the character he played he played kind of this um uh, online presence that had this huge following who who had that kind of kind of conspiracy website who was who's touting the fact that you know he had the cure and that the government was holding the cure down and it was working for him um, I don't think we ever got it really clear right did, did for me did you was it clear to you whether or not his character was legit or or a shyster um
1: he played what carter johnson loves the most is a conspiracy theory person uh, i'm sorry a real life conspiracy yeah. theory but i i mean i don't know like i could see like we were when again we were watching it and when he got bailed out allegedly or supposedly he's like oh he's got to go and of course it's that movie trope where he's just like are we done and he just walks out and there's he just starts taking pictures and doing everything else. It's like so. What exactly? I get his role was to stir up, controversy, be, be the 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 contrarian, if yeah. You will. But you know he would have a podcast in today's you know in 2020 as opposed to 2011, 2010 when the film was shot, right? But uh, he had a blog then, and uh, yeah, I, I I said I basically said out loud before when he was being. Spoiler alert! When he was being um, arrested, that he did he ever even have
0: the virus? You know, was he just taking it to to line his pockets? It was weird, dude. It was a very weird kind of the, the, There was no clear kind of uh, you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Finish with his story. You know, no clear conclusion. But
1: phenomenal. Well, same, with the, same with the French lady when they picked her up after being yeah. kidnapped.
0: Yeah, but she was
1: married to the. Savior, the, the you know, not not. She wasn't into tricking people. She was into saving people. Yeah, you know, her job.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Amazing. Again, this cast was phenomenal. And then, would you want to talk about some of the supporting? Like you said, it. Bryan Cranston. Oh yeah. Since that film has gone on to just be absolute you know he was in the middle of doing breaking bad when this film first came out so he was already getting his name but you know it's after breaking bad finished was where he, he just continued to skyrocket so mm-hmm. we look at this now and it's like holy cow and he played a great part too you know uh what was he a general or something rear admiral admiral Ad- um, rear admiral
1: and i don't know the hierarchy of military i don't am not going to pretend to know but he was he was in the CDC. He yeah. I don't know if he was the liaison between Homeland or or what, but you know, he did a great job.
0: Yeah. Uh John Hawks, he was in uh, Deadwood back in the day. He was the guy the the guy who was uh, the 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 maintenance man that was talking to the to Lawrence Fishburne at the beginning, the one with the son? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with the ADHD son. Exactly. That was the, that moment was kind of weird to me. I don't know about you, but that interaction between the two seemed very kind of forced and awkward. Well,
1: I think they were trying to drive home the fact that this janitor was trying to talk to a very important person, but the, the doctor, you know, Lawrence Fishburne, was making time for him because he had a medical question for him, and it was something that he was passionate about, and I think that was what they were trying to set up and show there, that he wasn't there just for you know, any type of, I'm going to find this, or I'm going to recognize that, or get recognition for this or that, but right. I'm going to be... I'm not that kind of doctor, but I will help facilitate something because I am medicine is my life in whatever field that I of medicine that I'm in. Yeah. Um dude, Dimitri Martin as it, one of the scientists. You didn't recognize him at first without any title cards, did you?
0: Oh, I I recognized him immediately.
1: I uh well, I said to E, I was like, Is is that Dimitri Martin? Yeah. He almost looks like a goofy Tom Cruise. <laughs> and and he does, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and uh, uh later I will tell you a very funny Dimitri Martin story that is not appropriate for uh, it's a comedian story. <laughs> nice. Um uh, that uh I will tell you later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's quite funny.
0: But uh, yeah, he plays
1: te- Bert Kreischer tells it on his podcast and uh, I will let Bert tell it for all the listeners.
0: Um I will tell you Chris later. Sounds good. Yeah, Dimitri Marchand plays a uh, a doctor, a scientist at the CDC who uh, is helping one of these other scientists that ends up, you know, using one of the cures on herself, to, becomes the first human guinea pig for this cure for the film. Um, let's get into this story, man, because this story, we, like I was saying, the first time for you to see it, it's seriously intense, especially in the climate that we're in. Before we do that, can I just call attention to one
1: other actor who doesn't get enough accolades oh what's is, that is uh uh enrico uh colatino colatino uh he played he played basically the the guy that arrested jude law toward the end with the oh, badge around yeah. his neck yeah uh the bald guy i think he is perpetually bald like from the time he was born he was born bald yeah he um, was in, he used to be on just shoot me he was also um an excellent character an excellent foil on uh this show that was canceled far too soon on cbs called um The heck was it called now? Um, (laughs) That's a weird name for a show. No, it had um, Jim Caviezel. Yeah, and the guy that played uh, Ben from Lost until they found out it wasn't Ben. Um, Um, Person of interest is the show. Was the name of the show? Ah, there you go. It's basically about a CIA hitman who's put out to pasture, but you know, uh, but he's and then he goes around saving people instead with the help of uh, Michael Emerson. That's the guy, that's the actor's name. Nice. And it's a very good show. They have a lot of good come It's 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 a procedural um but he plays in the 3rd and 4th season. He plays a foil, sometimes good guys or sometimes friends, sometimes foe when their interests align and diverge, but he is just very much
0: a, a an amazing presence on screen in general. Sweet, sweet. So let's talk about his acting in the story plot, the writing. Your first time seeing it, like I said, it's it's an intent. When I was watching it the second time through, now it was it was intense in the climate we're in. Um, but to me, I thought it was very well written. Uh, I, I think it was it was written in a way that it was supposed to work this way. It was supposed to you know everything go immediately from the very beginning we're starting it wasn't like we had to build up slowly and try to figure out what was happening they kind of slowly direct attention to certain things the way the camera points at certain things um so that you knew something was happening and immediately you know the shit goes down when when paltrow starts convulsing and ends up ultimately dying yeah yeah and it's it's
1: there's many different stories hence the ensemble cast but they're all parallel stories no different than you know what i mentioned earlier there's different you know the stories are crossing the people passing each other in the night type thing um you know parallel doorways uh, of the same story being told from different points of view to uh ultimately kind of converge together toward the end
0: like pulp fiction just told in order this time it's um Man, what it, I felt, I felt it was very again. Steven Soderbergh is an amazing filmmaker uh, as well. So the way he he directs this film really helps a lot with the story because there's aside from when they really use a lot of um, you know basically telling you what's happening. So okay, hey, we get all this information from scientists or maybe sometimes the news. Um, a lot of the interactions between people is there's not much to build up. Relationships, does that make sense? Like we know, we know Matt Damon and his wife, but it was—it's all told to us through this medical setting. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because I felt like when there was that times between that inter—you know—interactions between Lawrence Fishburne and kate winslet's character even though it was supposed we were supposed to really put out this feeling of uh, of you know they've known each other for a while and he really has a concern for her it didn't have that for me it, it felt like a lot of what this movie's writing was where the strong part was uh where the strong suit was is being able to build the drama and the horror behind what was happening with all of this other stuff the interpersonals uh wasn't too heavy in this film and i feel like you know it wasn't really needed
1: there were some, like when, when, when Lawrence Fishburne called that woman in Chicago and said, get out before they tell you, you can't. Yeah. His wife or his girlfriend or whoever she was, a fiance. Exa- and that is my point. You don't know until the end when he's giving her the, 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 uh, inoculate, yeah. uh, vaccinating her that, uh, it's weird that my mind came up with inoculate before vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but before he's ge- administering the, the, the antidote to her geez, there's another one, Uh, The Vaccination. Uh, That's when she says, you know, until we're married, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, that makes sense now. I didn't know if because this movie jumps around with like how we interact with people not, uh, you know, who aren't the people we would normally interact with, like public transit and you know, going to the market and whatever. I didn't know who she was and I kind of got hung up a little. It's a leap of logic they call it, but
0: well originally I thought it was his wife and then you find out later it wasn't so that's kind of threw me for a loop. But that's what I'm saying a lot of the strong suit in the writing was all about uh the contagion, the outbreak like it was very like the way it's written, the way that you we watch that opening sequence play out when it goes from person to person and we start to see these different characters that later on, you know, we all we go all the way back to day 1. Um, that kind of writing is phenomenal. It, it was a little lacking in the interpersonal kind of relationships, even, even you know, all of them. The 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 all of a sudden, the one scientist had the dad that was dying. I mean, I don't know if she had mentioned it before, and I I didn't pay attention. Um, but I guess that kind of tells you, right? There was a data dump at the end, though, that or with him that basically said as to why she did
1: why he was there and sick and why she did what she did because he had taught her that as she, she went into the family business basically of being a a doctor of something,
0: which is okay. Nothing wrong with that, but we didn't need to have that. It could have been that she just decided that's what she's going to do. You didn't have to have a backstory for it.
1: No, but it did give her a little bit more of a reason to be happy because it made her dad proud. Yeah, I get it. And And because this was a guy that her dad looked up to, and she did something that emulated that as well. I get what you're saying. I also see the story writing trope of yeah, you have the acceptance of your parent, but we didn't have any reason that he wouldn't have accepted her up until that point either. So, you know, there, there was there were some leaps of logic that could have just been excised from the story. Some of them, not all of them, because that was critical to the whole shutting down
0: of Illinois true yeah yeah it was um again overall i thought the writing you know the plot the story it was driven well it is one of these i was telling my wife because well, she was watching it with me as well i was telling her i was like you know this is really good in in regards to being a horror a horror film, but the thing is, is you don't see the monster. You you can't see it. That's what makes it even scarier. Uh, that's what Jaws, Jaws was like. That. That's my point. This so this basically if, so the way Jaws made to go and swimming again. This makes to touching anything without cleaning your hands anymore. Right? Like I just don't. I now am noticing it. From the moment I watch that, I'm noticing it all the time now. Watch it anytime I see people touch their things. You watch people touch their things. Yeah, it's turning me into a germaphobe, <laughs> dude. I can't watch Pornhub anymore. I, I, um, I fly
1: very regularly for work. Oh God! And I, that's the worst, know, dude. I don't mind it because I mean I don't pay for any uh, of it. First of you all, you
0: say now until tomorrow, you're hacking your lungs out and going, "Why did I fly?" The places I go, if
1: anything's going to happen. I'm already a goner because my job, as I tell people is I go to places you've never heard of because that's where our community, our, our, our customer base is based in those smaller pockets of humanity, if you will. Um, nothing wrong with them, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, you know, so I'm, I see the weirdest things at airports, people wearing different types of masks. I've seen people wear those anime masks with the mouth, with the mouths on them, like the teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's a little overboard because that is not a medical (laughs) mask at all. But, you know, the surgical masks, the different grades of them. uh, I mean, I have in in the garage, I have a, for the most part, a workshop set up to make things wood and and mill and whatnot. And I have one of the big respirator masks, you know, with the big fuzzy pads on the side. Mm -hmm. And I also have a smaller dust mask. And the joke was made to me, maybe you should wear one of those at the airport. I said, Something tells me that even though I have a face for TSA, which means just walk right through, sir, uh, do a cartwheel, whatever, uh, they might have a problem with
0: with me wearing one of those. Just in general, yeah, probably. I would say so. It, it, immediately, people start freaking out and, and cause some sort of panic in the airport. In case you were wondering, I've opted not to do any of that. That's a good idea, <laughs> um, dude. I'm telling you, overall, you know, I thought it was a very strong, a strong film. Um, even the even the way it came back around to the, at the I love movies that do that right the ones that we start at a certain point we play the entire film out then we go back to the beginning and maybe slightly before so we can see how it all came together and that's how this film kind of does its little you know ties its bow on the end. There's a show
1: called Sharper Objects. It was an eight or ten episode series on HBO, and they did that as well. It was a, uh, the woman that wrote um, uh, Gone Girl. I forget her name, but uh, if you've seen that movie, I haven't, but I know that she writes in that sort of tone and that sort of what happens. And and Lock and Key might or might not do something like that as well. The Netflix show that just came out not long ago.
0: Oh, sweet. Um, I definitely have to see it.
1: You you must, because uh, as I said before, we talked about it on Back Issues way back in the day. And uh, I think it does the first two books. Off the side note, uh, at the very end of that show, And and just like actually at the in with it mixed in the credits of Dawn of the Dead the remake with Mackay Pfeiffer, um, you know how they go to the island at the very end and they show the intercut in between the credits of them on the island. Yeah, it kind of does the same thing in this movie and in Sharper Objects, the TV show. At the very end, the very last episode shows you the one detail you've been missing that ties everything together, and you're like, that's the best. You're, You're like, everything was right in front of me the whole time allegedly May or maybe or maybe not i don't want to give too many spoilers but it's a good show you should
0: watch it nice that's the best though it's a great feeling and that's that's what i liked about this i remember the first time i saw it you know i remember watching it going oh shit like she was literally patient zero that she was you know she was the one no she wasn't well oh yeah you're right you're right she wasn't it would be the uh, it would be the uh the chef the yeah. yeah yeah crazy crazy though that that's how you know that's how they end up doing it Uh, Let's move on to the sound and soundtrack. Um, Soderbergh is very famous for being... He's kind of like... uh, what's his name? Pulp Fiction. Quentin Tarantino is very meticulous when it comes to the soundtrack and the the music and the score for his films. He wants to make sure that, you know, the the auditory environment that's being created for you fits the mood and, and what it is he's trying to put through with the, the film, you know, the visuals and the actual storytelling as well. Uh, this film, the score, I thought was awesome. It was one that I really paid attention to as, as I was watching this through. Uh, now that we're doing this show, I really pay attention to all these different aspects a little a little more. This one I would definitely own so that I could listen to when I'm like working or studying in the background. This is a great score. I uh, the score was great because it kept that that level
1: of of uh, heightened awareness. Yeah, and and you know just the thrilling nature of the story. It, it added to your your current emotion. It kept you up. kept you moving. It kept you very interested. Uh, as far as uh, original or songs, I didn't notice if it was they only were one. playing. What was there?
0: Okay. It was only one at the very end when that he was putting on the prom for his daughter. Uh, oh, yeah, it was yeah. U two's song. All I want is you. That's the right. Only song. Everything else in the entire film is a score. It, that's why for me it kind of threw me off because it became kind. It became a different film when you had. Now, if they had kept it the scene just in that living room when the music was playing, that would have been fine and then cut away, right? But when it cut away and started showing other kind of scenes and montage, the music kept playing. So it felt very much almost like the end of Dawson's Creek or something. It was very strange to me. Strange choice in that in, in that regard.
1: Well, I think they were going for prom setting, an actual like legitimate real song that actually is relevant to that portion of the... You know, the story up until that point or his feeling and emotion between him and his wife, Matt Damon and his wife, uh you know, his widow, he's widowed at that point, his dead wife, or and him and his daughter from his first marriage, all that he has left in the world, basically.
0: Yeah. It's a... Um, uh- yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I could see it in the montage. I just felt it really to me just slightly took me out. Because again, when you said the other all the other stuff kinda helped you with the ebb and flow. It took you on the ride. This one it it, it set the mood, but it also, like I said, when it started to do the montage and the music kept playing, it really felt like Dawson's Creek. I was waiting for like you <laughs> know, and credits start showing up, like the show's over.
1: Well, and and I, I did look at it a little differently than you only because you don't have kids, I do yeah one, I, I've won and uh, of this relatively the same age.
0: Oh wow, um, okay. and so I didn't know I, she was that I didn't know she was that old, okay.
1: yeah, sometimes I have to remind myself
0: <laughs> no,
1: but she uh, you know it reminded me of that time in their life, that feeling that you know this is what's important to me. Uh, and so as a parent, you either have to acquiesce or protect. and throughout the whole movie he was protecting. And yeah. then when it the time came and Andrew her boyfriend or friend or whatever her I like that boy uh uh character um he was uh when he was vaccinated and had his wristband then he was allowed into the house at that point and they could then have their quote prom even if it was just a prom of two.
0: Yeah. And I started noticing and that, again this is a little bit of the writing that you don't really get until a little later as it starts to show you more when Matt Damon was originally walking into the mall to, to go and buy her the dress and he had to get mm-hmm. his, his tag scanned. I didn't realize it was a tag saying he had been, you know, uh, vaccined. I thought yeah. it was something that just basically that nowadays you either have it to say that you're, you're, you're immune to it and you're okay. And you either have one that, that does it or you don't have one. You know what I mean? I thought they were using it to track people so that in case someone – another outbreak came about
1: that they knew where everybody had been or were, was going.
0: Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. There's parts in the writing that kind of – there was lacking where they they could have done a little better with telling you some more stuff. And then there was other stuff which was phenomenal in how they you know show you this thing spreading. Uh, but with the soundtrack – Having a a score the the way they did it was amazing. You too at the end. I get it for the for the hearts, the heartstrings. Uh, but it it just kind of took me out. Not bad though. Again, great song and 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 it, the the way it looked as it played out was good. It really was. Yeah, I, I
1: yeah, sweet. I, I
0: I thought it was well done, but again,
1: different different perspectives here from the two of us for
0: yeah many reasons for sure. Uh, let's get into the special effects. So this has nothing like computerized effects. This is all practical, and the special effects is more about makeup. I would say in this film, makeup and and um, uh, props, yeah. dead bodies. Yes. You know. Yeah. The dead monkey uh, yeah. when she's getting the when the autopsy when they're getting into her brain. My God, that was gruesome, dude. That was so well, disgusting. And, and
1: and even worse when they well, well yeah, they flopped the top part of her skull over her face. <laughs> but when those two guys in Minnesota were doing those two ME medical examiners were doing the exam and they were looking at either the top of the brain or the yeah. brain stem or whatever, they didn't show it. So you're like, Well, what is it? Yeah. And you're like you're like leaning forward a little bit, trying to like see over the over the cliffside, like what's yeah. there in
0: there? And then the reaction is the best, man. When he's like, "Should I? Should I get a, a sample?" He's like, "No, you need to step back." Yeah. I was like, "Holy crap! This is not like, good." Who, who do I call? Call everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh just what you know the 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 makeup to make them just look sick. They looked great. Everybody looked like they mm-hmm. were coming down with some really nasty flu virus. Oh, that guy um, that got hit by the bus. Oh, might have been might have been an effect. That is. That's yeah, that's got to be special effects. I mean, obviously, right? Um but yeah, that did look amazing. It didn't look staged. It didn't look weird. It was one of those things that kind of catches you off guard. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I think you expect it kind of coming when you see him continuously stumbling to that road. You're like, "Oh shit, he's going to get hit. He's going to get hit." How he got hit uh and then the foaming of the mouth you know that kind of stuff ooh, that was creepy man that was pretty creepy um overall though very practical you know very subtle but enough to make it re- very kind of realistic when it came to these effects yeah
1: i thought they did a great job of it as well
0: um overall man regardless in, in the in, in this film what your like what scenes stand out to you what were the some of these most more important or more Im- impactful scenes or, or quotes Man, I mean, the whole movie was just like a nonstop. It was like an action
1: movie about medicine, but how the deterioration of humanity, of of civilization, and how the desperation of humanity kicks in, as almost a natural instinct. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know that there's really
0: a specific scene or quote in this movie that stands out. Oh, the one quote for me is, you know the wrong bat met the wrong pig at the wrong time that, that was good that insane was insane to know that that's basically how this happened um but the uh, then at the end when you see it play out the scene that was impactful to me which when you said you know th- this film has all different kinds of themes there's different like like uh there's common all different kinds of commentary this film's making uh whether it's classism um or at the very end when we find out why this really happened why did those bats go crazy and end up going into one of these you know farms where these pigs were, were being raised well because you know we were because industrial revolution we were basically tearing down the, the forests where these bats were living and and yeah it was a result honestly of factory farming which is crazy because it was her company that she worked for, Gwyneth Paltrow's company. If you notice the name of the, uh-huh. the that was on the, uh, the, the what is that? The, um, the side of the truck? The truck, whatever kind of truck it was, yeah. Um, AIM. She worked for AIM. Ironically,
1: in Iron Man 3, the main villain was Killian Aldrich Killian, who ran AIM. And she's Pepper Potts. So. Yeah.
0: Is this in the same universe? We'll see. We'll see. Two, two M's on that second aim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, you're right. This I think the other most impactful scene really for me is when she starts convulsing. Uh, when the first time she falls in, in the kitchen and starts convulsing, that is so realistic and just scary to watch. Uh, and then in the hospital, when she started to die, that was even worse, man, that face she gave and the way she contorted her body. It reminded me of, uh, the, the, um, exorcism of Emily Rose, the actress that did all those weird contortions, man, it was very, it was just disturbing.
1: Yeah. Well done. Well portrayed and just,
0: you know, wowzers, wowzers indeed. All right, man. You want to, uh, you want to give the people what, what you, we rate this film. Uh,
1: before that, just uh, a, a pop culture tie in here. So the, the movie had I'm reading on Wikipedia here, just, just above references, it said renewed popularity. The film received renewed popularity in the year 2020 <laughs> due to the 2019, <laughs> 2020 Wuhan coronavirus outbreak. And, um, well, all right, <laughs> I'm not clicking on that link though. For reasons I previously stated,
0: <laughs> if you want, I'll I'll read the headlines. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's uh that th- well, that's honestly what made me think to watch this film. I thought it was kind of a a perfect time to watch it. Uh, also, I kind of wanted to watch it again and see. You know, it, it, it's kind of scary how it parallels, though, because I think I heard somewhere that the coronavirus was started by a bat.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, and. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the news has told me, at least on one occasion so far, that somebody at Dulles Airport, an airport that I fly out of very regularly, someone that was flying inbound internationally from China, had a bag of dried bat parts for, quote, cat food. Oh, no. You know, Mr.
0: Mister Bat Bat-in-a-bag guy. No, 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 no! This is not good, dude. We're gonna we're gonna see outbreak here. That's Imagine being bad. the customs guy who pulled the short no. straw and checking that guy's stuff. No, no way, dude. You know they they have hazmat suits all ready to go now at the airports, ready and and waiting. <laughs> they're 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 mistaking uncrustable bags for you know bat <laughs> bat part bags, pulling little five year olds out of the out of line to check their little lunch boxes. oh man i hope Um, it's a human
1: lunchbox dude yeah but
0: this this is one of those movies right when you watch this now now it makes you it kind of heightens it's it's kind of like what jaws did to the water so yeah if you ask me my rating on this film i'm gonna give this one a 4.5 uh flu shots out of five
1: i uh i'm gonna give it four four out of five for many reasons that i have already mentioned
0: yes 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 man i don't know I don't know about you, man. I'd like to be here next week, so I'm going to have to buy myself some some medical masks and see if I make it through the you know all these outbreaks going on. But what what movie are we watching next
1: week? So next week we're going to go a, little, in a slightly different direction. And it sounds like you're being fired, but you're not. Um, we're going to watch the classic, the childhood classic from 1980, from 1984, the Never Ending Story. And hopefully, the coronavirus is not a never-ending story. That's impossible. They couldn't have heard me. Are you Mola, the Ancient One?
0: (sighs) Not that it matters, but yes. Please help me, Mola. Do you recognize this?
1: Well... We haven't seen the Orin in a long time.
0: We? Is there someone else here too? We haven't spoken to anyone else for thousands of years.
1: So we started talking to ourselves. (gasps)
0: All right, everybody, thanks so much for listening. Once again, this has been Chris Chavez and Sean Fritz for Silence Your Phones. We appreciate you listening. It is now safe to unsilence your phones.